0: The following podcast is intended for adult audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The Iron Realm Chapter 1 Enter the Mega Dungeon It is said
1: that once there were other universes, so many that they were beyond all hope of counting, world upon wondrous world, paradises, oceans, skies, boundless possibilities in infinite form, heavens and havens where life thrived, where civilizations blossomed and flourished, where good still fought against evil, for the hope of bringing the light to even more souls. That was before. Years passed, Centuries past, or longer, none who live can now say. Some say it was the gods who destroyed all the planes of the multiverse, in the culmination of their own great war. The evil gods were hungry for more who were faithful, determined to destroy the worshippers of their adversaries, while the good gods were determined, at all cost, to remove such a threat to all the beings who were mortal. Forever, The result? The destruction of it all. Every life form, every world, every universe, and plane of existence. And yet, life somehow survived. For with bodies vaporized in the cataclysm, and with even their heavens and hells gone, souls settled into the last plane that remained. It was this place, the Iron Realm, a place where souls found form again. But the Iron Realm was alien to anything before ever seen. Little more than solid rock in every direction, for millions and millions of miles. There was no sky, no oceans, not even any planets or stars. Just an endless expanse of solid stone in all directions, forever. Most of the souls to arrive and find form simply appeared within solid rock, trapped, never able to materialize, existing in eternal dream sleep. A precious few coalesced into rare pockets of air throughout the far realm, and fewer still. Those who somehow had the means survived and carved out tunnels and rooms and caverns They formed tribes and fought for survival because pockets of this kind became populated quickly and an existence where a stretch of tunnel or a room or a cavern was a resource more precious than gold worth fighting for and dying for. The alternative, for there was no other, was the dream sleep, the eternal nightmare for souls that had no way to reach their afterlives any longer. That's what some say, anyway. The reality of the Iron Realm is much less philosophical. It is just to fight, and to live a while. Most of us don't remember our names or where we came from, our pasts, our childhoods, nothing. Like you, we are simply here, and all we know, all we need to remember, is that we want to live. We seek others of our own kind, for somehow we know that there is safety in that, but most of us will die before we can ever accomplish even that. And beyond? Escape? That's impossible. There's nowhere to go. But maybe we can get some of our memories back. They have some power here. The things we can remember prove that our home was another world once. Things like swords and armor, things we can use to defend ourselves and magic. Don't tell me you don't remember. It may be all madness, all of it, anyway, but we can still use it to fight. Here, get ready. The trolls are coming. I'll protect your back. I hope you still remember how to fight. That, my friends, is the intro passage to Iron Realm and... I am your maze master. (laughs) Ha 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 Iron Realm is my solo actual play podcast. It is based in old school gaming of the finest caliber, traveling through mazes, finding monsters, securing treasure, and leveling up. I've been a gamer for many years, and... Throughout the years of gaming, it has been my ultimate goal to either achieve a character of the maximum level, or take a group of adventurers from level 1 all the way up to the max. As years have gone on, I've found that it's been frustratingly impossible to accomplish this. I remember, for example, having a game group back when I was in high school, playing a certain popular role-playing game. Starting out at level 1, and after a few years, getting all the way up to level 30. We never did reach the maximum. We got extremely close. Then our group broke up. I've been through probably at least 12 or 15 similar games throughout the years, always coming back to the fantasy setting, my ultimate favorite. But again and again, we would level characters, we'd get farther and farther, In a lot of games, we never got past level 6. In a recent game that I played, all the characters got to level 15. And then the players started complaining. The game just isn't that much fun anymore once you get to higher levels. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Bah! I don't agree, but it seems that my groups just keep on disbanding. You've got to please everybody when you've got a group, and there are all kinds of restrictions, like time, interest and people get bored and go do other things after a while. However, I, your Maze Master, am one of the last defenders of the old school, and I finally decided, if I want to take characters all the way up to the max level, well, maybe I'll just need to do it myself. So that is this game, Iron Realm, where you get to tune in and find out if my characters will make it starting at level one, all the way to the max, or if they will perish in a vast dungeon beyond all imagining. What will they find in the Iron Realm? <laughs> well, imagination is the limit. But, in short, all the famous monsters, they are here. All the treasures, they are here to. Danger, buy the book, deadly traps, all here. The dice determine fate, There are no kid gloves here, that is why it is THE IRON REALM! (laughs) Hmm.
0: Hail friend, and welcome to the Iron Realm. Aside from being a unique rendition of an infinite mega-dungeon at the end of time, The Iron Realm is also the world's first play-by-podcast RPG campaign, and to my knowledge, is also unique in this. What that means is, it's possible for you, the listener, to play along with the podcast using a character of your own imagining. If you're enticed by this option, and certainly I invite you to join the campaign, then there are two books in particular I'd like to recommend to you. The first is called The Iron Realm Solitaire Essentials and Gaming Guide, which contains all the rules and gaming aids that you'll need in order to play along with the show. Whilst the second is called The Iron Realm Adventure Log and Strategy Guide, which allows you to enrich your experience with the tactics and tips to guide you through each chapter of the show. There's a handsome journal contained within as well, for detailing your character's roleplay. Once more, I welcome you to the Iron Realm RPG. Enjoy the podcast. I have many adventures yet to share with you, and if you'd like to play along, then pick up the books at Patreon.com/slash/TheIronRealm or else search on the Iron Realm at DriveThroughRPG.com with your adult settings enabled. I thank you, one and all, from the infinite depths of the Iron Realm.
1: To recap for you, some of the house rules for the Iron Realm campaign. The choice is to create seven different characters, each of the majorly renowned type. Fighter, Wizard, Cleric, Thief, Elf, Dwarf, and Halfling. Another house rule, characters begin with no items. And finally, all rules of any kind are final. So for this first episode of Iron Realm, the task is to begin character generation. I do it in the old-style manner. Six basic stats, each one generated by 3d6. No four dice keep the highest. No point allocation. Flat-out Iron Man rules. Dice I roll are the dice I get. Character with low stats has to keep them. And the character with high stats is rare indeed. My decision for this game is to generate seven characters, and they will be of the kind most well-known in fantasy gaming. A lot of you are curious what rule system I'm using, and what I can tell you is that it is inspired by several different games, but is essentially not exactly an amalgam of them, but rather something of my own design, which will be reminiscent of many of the old school systems that you may know and love. Before I get rolling, let's just jot down the stats. Strength, Dexterity, Constitution, Charisma, Intelligence, and Wisdom. The seven characters that I'm going to aim to generate will be a Fighter, a Wizard, a Cleric, a Rogue, an Elf, a Halfling, and a Dwarf. What I'm going to do is I'm going to roll up these stats, and after the stats have all been rolled up, I'll be deciding if I want to make any changes to the numbers, which I'll explain later, and then determine which set of stats fits each of the seven rules the best. This podcast may well go on for dozens and dozens of episodes, so you are here now at a critical moment, a moment which will determine, perhaps without question, whether these characters live or die based upon the stats that I roll now. Here comes the first one, and for the strength score, I've got a 6, a 3, and a 3. That makes 12 strength, which in this game is a high average strength. This character's dexterity, a 5, a 4, and a 3. That is also a 12, which is average in this game system. Constitution. A 4, a 1, and a 2, which makes 7. Below average score. The charisma, 4, a 3, and a 2, which makes 9. Average, barely average charisma. Intelligence. This character gets a 6, a 3, and a 2, which would be 11. Finally. The last stat, wisdom, 5, a 2, and a 3, which makes 10 total wisdom, another average score. So, so far, this character appears to have the best number in dexterity and strength, both average, but these numbers are 12s. The worst score for this character, constitution, 7. Let's move on to character number 2. This character gets a 4, a 4, and a 3, for a strength score of 11. For dexterity, a 6, a 1, and a 1 makes an 8, below average score. This character's constitution, a 6, a 6, and a 5, 17, extremely good constitution for this character. Maybe this is a candidate for a fighter. Charisma score on this character, five, two, two, a nine. Intelligence score for character two, a six, a four, and a two, that would be 12. Finally, this character's wisdom, A four, a four, and a one. Nine, wisdom. So far so good. Let's go on to the third character. Hmm. Strengths? Very good strength. A six, a six, and a five. Seventeen strength. Getting some nice rolls here. How about the dexterity on this character? Looks like a six, a one, and a two. A nine dexterity. Average. Constitution score for this character, a 6, a 3, and a 2, makes an 11. Again, average. No modifier for that. Charisma score, a 6, a 4, and a 3, makes a 13. Intelligence score for character 3, a 5, a 2, and a 1. 8, below average intelligence. And Wisdom score, 5, a 2, and a 2. 9, wisdom for character number three. So character number three has an extremely high strength at 17, and below average intelligence at 8. Probably that'll end up being our fighter. Let's see about character four, starting with the strength. A four, a two, and a one. Only a seven strength. Let's move on to dexterity. A six, a two, and a one. Nine dexterity. Average only. Constitution score. A five, a three, and a one makes a nine. Average constitution. Charisma score for character number four. A five, a two, and a three makes a ten. This character's intelligence score. A six, a four, and a two makes a twelve. Not bad. Not bad at all. And a wisdom score four four and a two makes ten so that character is quite average in every way except for strength which is below average next up character five a strength score five two and a one eight strength dexterity score, a four a four and a one nine an average dexterity. Constitution score, 5, a 4, and a 2, makes an 11. Charisma score on character 5, a 3, a 2, and a 1, only a 6. Not very charismatic individual. That would actually be a minus 1 modifier. Intelligence score, a 5, a 4, and a 3, makes a 12. And let's see how this character's wisdom is. 5 a 4 and a 1 makes a 10. Character 5, relatively difficult character. With a very low charisma, but some promise under intelligence. Let's move on to the next one, character number 6 gets a strength score, 6, 4, and a 1 makes an 11. How's this character's dexterity going to pan out? 5, a 3, and another 3 makes an 11, dexterity. Constitution, 4, a 4, and a 1 makes a 9. And the character's charisma, a 6, a 4, and a 1 makes an 11. Character 6's intelligence score, a 3, a 1, and a 2, that is only a 6. Not an intelligent character. Wisdom score, a 5, a 6, and a 3. 14 wisdom. This may end up being our cleric with a plus one bonus in wisdom. Okay, very good. There's one more character to roll. This is character number seven. Like I said, where the dice fall, the dice fall. Let's move on to the final character's strength score. A 4, a 3, and a 1 makes an 8. Dexterity. A 6, a 6, and a 1. 13 dexterity. Just a little bit above average. That's a plus 1 bonus. Constitution score on this character. A 6, a 4, and a 3 makes a 13. Not bad, actually. Charisma. A 3, a 3, and a 2 makes an 8. Below average Charisma for this character. Intelligence score. A 6, a 4, and a 1 makes an 11. And this character gets for Wisdom a 5, a 2, and a 1. 8 Wisdom. I believe I'm going to take the first set of rolls and call that my Elf character. So the Elf will have a Strength 12, Dexterity 12, Constitution 7, Charisma 9, Intelligence 11, and a Wisdom of 10. I know that I have to have a bare minimum score of 9 under Intelligence, and so this character will qualify for an elf. I won't get any bonus to my points, because I need a higher score in Strength and Intelligence to get a bonus to the points that I get during the game. However, I think looking at the spread, this character is going to be the best suited having at least a halfway decent score in Intelligence and a halfway decent score in Strength. I think I'm going to take my third set of stats with a 17 Strength and call that my Fighter. That will give me a bonus to my points earned after every adventure or encounter, The fighter will have the following stats, 17 Strength, 9 Dexterity, 11 Constitution, 13 Charisma, 8 Intelligence, and a 9 Wisdom. Let's see, do I have the option to drop any of these? I do not, so I cannot push the Strength up to an 18 at this time. I'm really liking this second set of stats for the Dwarf. Strength 11, Dexterity 8, Constitution 17, Charisma 9, Intelligence 12, and Wisdom 9. My dwarf needs to have a minimum Constitution score of 9, so I meet that nicely with the 17, which gives a plus 2 bonus. My dwarf would gain extra points if he had a high enough strength, which he does not, but even so, I know that the dwarf will be taking on the role of another fighter, and that extra Constitution is going to come in really handy. I'm going to take this first set of stats and make this my wizard. Again, it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to exchange any points here. The wizard is going to have a Strength of 7, a Dexterity of 9, a Constitution of 9, a Charisma of 10, an Intelligence of 12, still average, not enough for extra points, and a Wisdom of 10. Don't think the low Strength score will hurt the wizard so much, since for the first many levels, the wizard just has to stay out of the way and cast spells from afar. It is a long road for a wizard, don't you think? I'm going to take the 7th set of stats, and that's going to be my rogue. Strength 8, Dexterity 13, Constitution 13 for a little bit of a bonus, Charisma only an 8, Intelligence is an 11, and Wisdom is an 8. I would have the option to drop the Intelligence and raise the Dexterity by another point if I wanted, but raising that dex 13 to 14 would not give me any additional bonuses, really, so I'm unwilling to trade off two points of Intelligence for that. It looks like my sixth set of stats is going to have to be the Cleric. With a Strength of 11, a Dexterity of an 11, a Constitution of 9, a Charisma of 11, a low Intelligence at 6, and a high Wisdom at 14, which will give a bonus. Don't see any decent options for exchanging stats. I could, if I wanted, drop the Strength score to get an extra point in Wisdom, but again, if my Wisdom jumps from 14 to 15, it's not going to give me any additional bonus, so I think I'm going to leave it at that. So let's see, I've got an Elf, a Dwarf, a Fighter, a Wizard, a Cleric, and a Rogue, which means set 5 is going to be my Halfling. Let's just double-check here on Halflings. The Halfling needs to have a 9 in Dexterity and Constitution, which I have. The Halfling gets an extra bonus if it has a high score under Strength and Dexterity, and that's not this character. But I don't believe I'll be getting any penalties either. Strength 8, Dexterity 9, Constitution 11, Charisma 6, Intelligence 12, and Wisdom 10. Hmm... I think in this case I'm going to drop the Intelligence by 2 points down to a 10, so that it can raise the Strength up to a 9. The Halfling's main function is going to be serving as a fighter. I think I just can't stand to have a penalty. And so there we have it. That's the initial character generation. The Iron Realm is essentially going to be a combat-heavy campaign. There will be difficulties for the characters and even finding safe places to rest since they're essentially in the dungeon all the time with no opportunity to ever escape. Because of the extreme nature of the Iron Realm, house rules say that each character will get maximum life points each level, including first level. If a character has any bonuses or constitution score, then those are of course applied as well. So just to take a look at what that means, the elf character, who has a constitution score of 7, is going to get life points knocked down from the maximum of 6 to a 5. The dwarf character has a constitution of 17, which means the dwarf starts with 8 points, but I bump that to a 10 because of the fantastic constitution score. The Fighter's Constitution is an average 11, so the Fighter will get 8 life points. The Wizard's Constitution score is merely average, 4 life points for the Wizard. The Halfling character, average Constitution, 6 life points for the Halfling. The Cleric's Constitution score is average, so that means 6 life points for the Cleric. And the Rogue gets 4. I can bump that up to a 5 because of the high Constitution score. Because the Iron Realm is extremely hardcore, none of these characters will start with any equipment whatsoever. The Far Realm is extremely dangerous, and it takes wits to survive. What I'll be doing between now and the next podcast is putting together personalities for these characters. We will be able to get started with the game next time. For you power gamers out there, just one final quick look at the stats that we have here. The highlights across these seven characters would be the Dwarf Fighter with a Constitution score of 17. The Human Fighter with a Strength score of 17 should really give a nice advantage. The Low Points would be the Halfling with a Charisma score of only 6, and a Cleric with an Intelligence score of only 6 as well. Those might be the interesting characters to watch to find out how they perform in the extremely dangerous Iron Realm.
0: There are often new offerings on the Iron Realm website's extras tab.
1: Have you procured them all for your collection?
0: And while you're there, travelers of the maze... Be sure to leave a comment on your favorite podcast. We'll see you there. <laughs> Maze Masters Wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom.
1: Maze Master's Wisdom is a segment designed for me to talk to you about my thoughts on fantasy roleplay. I hope that you find my thoughts to be interesting and practical for your own games. One point that I wanted to make here, roleplaying games are definitely best enjoyed in a group. Despite the fact that this podcast portrays solo gaming as perhaps the purest form of gaming because you don't have to take into account the needs and desires of other players, I think that there's actually an awful lot to be said for sharing the gaming experience with others. With the advent of various kinds of computer and console gaming, a game where you can actually interact with other people and encourage them to talk about, express, and voice their own stories together, is a truly unique experience that you just don't get anywhere else. Although I myself have been, and am from time to time, a very competitive gamer, I love to advance my characters, I love to win, all of that said, I think that it's extremely important for people to take a step back from that competitive nature when playing your own games in person with others. As the benevolent Game Master knows, if any of your players are not having fun, probably the whole group is not having fun. So, so much more beyond the competition. Role playing is as much about self-expression, wish fulfillment, and a shared experience. Much more than it is about getting treasure, showboating your character, or trying to compete against one another. Competition is all fine and well, but... Pull together and enjoy your own group dynamic, both as players and Game Master. If you enjoy your own group dynamic and enjoy what each other have to offer, I think that your game experience is going to be richer, more complete, and more satisfying for everybody. Make your game a rallying point that pulls you together with your friends rather than drives you apart. That's the way I see it. This is your Maze Master. Thanks for listening. The Iron Realm copyright A.B. Lenzo is the world's first play-by-podcast RPG campaign. A portion of tonight's female voice performance was drawn from audio originally created by and offered by Ashley Eddy through freesound.org under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Further information can be found at theironrealm.com or at theironrealm.blogspot.com under this episode's show notes. My sincere thanks as
0: well to you, Ashley, for your masterful contribution to the Iron Realm cause.
1: I'm your Maze Master, Abel Enzo, and I thank you for joining me for Chapter 1 of the Iron Realm. Please support the podcast and this endeavor by telling your friends and sharing this podcast with them. And please return and download Chapter 2. We will take these characters through the paces for the first time, and you will get to find out a little more about their personalities and how the story all begins. Who knows, it could be a TPK the first time that we start these characters up, but only one way to find out. Tune in next time for the Iron Realm. (laughs) And remember, play hard or go home. Iron Realm! The Iron Realm When all planes of existence fall to ash, there is only one realm that remains.
0: The Iron Realm! Before you in all directions, deep in the dark, there lies the maze. The Iron Realm! Millions of miles of corridors, caves, tunnels without end. This is the ultimate dungeon.
1: Orcs, guides, kobolds, trolls. Ready your sword, your spells, your crossbow, your warhammer.
0: The Iron Realm!
1: Keep close your companions, for they are your only hope for survival.
0: Elf, fighter, wizard, cleric.
1: There are no rerolls. There is no way out, yet here, in the dark, if any of the merciful gods still remain, you may find the strength
0: you need to fight, the cunning you need to hide, and the luck you need to stay alive just a little longer.
1: Iron Realm, Iron Realm, Iron
0: Realm. I am your maze master, Abel Enzo. Get your dice and graph paper, and be sure to bring your friends.
1: I'll see you in the realm. <laughs> Get the podcast at
0: theironrealm.com or theironrealm. .blogspot.com There be dragons here.